Welcome back, everybody, to Brown Bag Bets, powered by Betsperts. We are your daily dose of quick hit handicapping and sports betting picks. I'm Alex Christensen, and joining me as always, Mr. Andy Molitor. How we doing, Andy? There was It's rare that there's something that happens in the association that catches your eye, but there was something last night that stuck out to you? Yeah, I wanted to, you know, for lack of a better term, you know, I thought Portland was blowing it up. You know, or like the, there were, there has been some moves in the association lately, and I was under the assumption that that team wasn't uh, wasn't going to be a competitive team anymore. I don't even know what's going on in Sacramento. So, like, is that a really, really, really bad loss for the Lakers? Then, like, it's embarrassingly kind of, bad. It's pretty all time bad. I mean, you could maybe blame it on some injuries and stuff. The bigger names were questionable. Westbrook was out. Now, I don't know if that kind of helps or hurts. And, like, in a strange way, I mean, I had the Blazers team total under. And depending on what number you had, you either won or pushed. I think there might have been some 107s at some point. But, you know, they go under their team total, still win the game. You look at the Lakers, and the shooting numbers aren't that bad either. That's kind of the strange thing that sticks out. 45% from three, 55% from the field. You know, they made – seven of the 13 free throws they shot, but that's only a handful of points. I mean, in a way, that's the game. You know, if you could make another three, four there. But you look at, you know, kind of the turnovers and things, 21 to 11, they lost the turnover battle. Um, offensive rebounds, you know, weren't able to get enough possessions back there. It's uh, to lose to a Blazers team that I was kind of joking with some people on the BetUS NBA show, played guys like C.J. Ellerby and uh, Trenton Watford and, and Greg Brown the third and um, – Oh, look at this. Uh, Kellen Blevins, you know, uh, the uh, all-star likely squad of guys. I mean, I've never heard of those people before. I mean, the last name is the first time I've ever read that. So for the Lakers to lose to a team like that is it's not great. Yeah. Um, Blevins. <laughs> you know what? Blevins had eight, eight points in 10 minutes. Good for him. Plus five. Plus five, let's go. Yeah, just following. <laughs> on. I was kind of hoping we'd have another trade to talk about. Do you think that? Uh, you think that's going through? I know we saw there was somebody who knows the ball boy's uncle's grandma that used to work there in like 2007, and he had the the inside track on the uh, on the Philly trade. But when is that? When is the deadline? That's uh, today. Okay. Today's the deadline. I think it's 4 p.m. Eastern usually is, is when the deadline is. Um, I, I can double check that. I'm sure Dan is actually doing that quickly. But yeah, the deadline's today. A few days ago, I would have told you there was almost no chance the Harden-Simmons trade was going to happen. Um, there didn't seem to be a lot of communication between the two teams. And there does seem to be some communication, but it's kind of through back channels. It's stuff like Harden wants to request a trade, but doesn't want to request a trade because he doesn't want anybody to know he requested a trade. Um, the Nets are willing to trade James Harden for Ben Simmons, Tyrese Maxey, Matisse Thibel, a first round draft pick and Daryl Morey's firstborn, um, you know, stuff that's obviously not going to happen. I mean, there was a report by Zach Lowe that James Harden, LaMarcus Aldridge stayed back today instead of going to the game. That could be injury rehab. It could mean they're getting moved. I mean, you look at the trade. If, so if it is Harden and Aldridge, it's going to be Simmons and probably Thibel or Maxi, and then kind of some salary filler. Um, so thanks, Danny. Yeah, 3 p.m. Eastern, we'll kind of know. You know, the last few hours there will be kind of fun. Now, as a Sixers fan, yeah, I was, I was just going to ask, what is what do you want to happen as someone who's actually been a lifelong Sixers fan? I really don't know because you know if you if it was six months ago and we did this, I'd have been thrilled. I mean, James Harden is the best player. I didn't think he would you know adapt to 
the free throw change as well, but he's still really good. I mean, he still has a chance to be kind of, you know, a top 10 to 20 kind of guy in the NBA. I think he could fit well next to Embiid running pick and rolls and things. I think it actually maybe works in kind of a slower paced offense that Harden doesn't mind playing. And Embiid is the cure-all defensively. I mean, you know, Seth Curry is not a negative on defense this year simply because he's standing in front of Joel Embiid the entire game. And it adds another shooter. It's kind of interesting, but Harden has just been awful this year. He's been struggling. You know, he doesn't look like he's in great shape. He's struggling with a hamstring injury, which is never a great indicator. But at least we're taking a swing. You know, the nightmare for me is we trade Simmons for three random dudes. You know, one who might start, two is on the bench, and some other crap that we don't really need. I mean, hard at least is an attempt to try to get a really great player, someone that you can maintain, and I think sort of put together with him beat. So if it happens and it's, you know, Simmons and Maxi or Thibel, if you give up both of those guys, that's too much. But at least we're getting a star piece coming back. And, you know, um, well said, Sam. I mean, we do have a couple decent strip clubs. They're very close to the stadium, so maybe that'll keep Harden kind of interested. That's uh, We have that in common, Alex. Like, the <laughs> the where the Target Center is, there's, like, the strip club district, club district, um, and really the theater district is right there, too. It's it, No matter what you want to get down on, it's <laughs> – there's a lot to do. You have a, you have everything going on in that area. It's a fun area. I'm, I'm going to a Timberwolves game soon. I'm actually a little bit excited, even though the team is whatever it is. So uh, I wanted to talk a little anthem. This guy just, I've gotten DMs and questions. And I'm a little sketched out by the fact that we had anthem leaks this early. Like, I, I'm not sure. Well, I what's buy the it. leak, by the way? I, so the leak, is a, the leak was a backing track. There was people that got some knowledge of a backing track and said, here's the length of the backing track. But now there's talk of there's a chorus involved and everything, you know, that she's done has indicated like she's fast. She's a fast singer. And we had all this oversteam on a backing track. So my main concern is we haven't had a rehearsal yet. And I, I just worry about somebody who's like jamming this in every account they have for the over, getting the worst of the number if they're doing it today. And then we find out that, you know, most of the most of the anthem props will say that it starts from when she says the word O and it ends, you know, in the, what what is the last word? Why am I, is it brave? And then, oh, yeah. yep. So like, yeah, it starts with O, ends with brave. So I'm worried that there's this two-minute backing track and we get 35 seconds of the chorus leading up into something and she knocks out like a 70-second anthem. So I am I have a little bit of over, but I'm fully ready to pull the trigger on the other way because tomorrow is usually when the leaks come out with the rehearsals. So I, I don't know. I'm, I'm in a bit of a holding pattern on that. I think there's there's better ways to – and just with the outs that I have now, it's – it's trickier to get any money down. Like bet online reopened, moved it up four seconds, reopened, and cut the limits in half. <laughs> it just said, oh, we're, we're done with this. It's 50 now. Forget you guys. So I don't know. Just don't don't take any of these informational things and go crazy with them so early in the week, I think. So just, just get the – just always, have some fun with it. It's always so hard. I'll have to go back and watch her sing it a couple times. It's kind of hard to get through the anthem this quickly. Like you have to go on in almost with an intentionality. You know, she's kind of speeding up the pace to do it. And then the other thing, 
that I always struggle with is it's a TV broadcast. It's the, the most important TV broadcast of the entire year. My guess is they get a two minute window. I mean, you very rarely if ever see anybody go over two minutes. I think maybe like the all time long the last five to 10 years is like 210, maybe 205. So yeah. I've always kind of had that constraint in my mind. And you look at it, the number right now, it's like well under two minutes, right? It's 104 seconds. So 16 yeah. seconds under two minutes. I mean, you got to kind of be hustling. Been- it's been steamed up even so. Right. Um, it was I like what you said, that. though, about the grading thing. I mean, we got to double check because you're right. If there's like some sort of big musical lead in, not, does that count? Does it not count? It's important may, stuff. And may, maybe that's uh, maybe that's something that I should talk about, too. And, and before we get into some picks to close it out here, it's like really, really read the grading. And I'm going to get on some books about this, I think, eventually, because some of the descriptions that they use for some of these novelty props is very ambiguous, and it's going to be a problem. They're just creating more problems for themselves. The more clarity you can give at the beginning, the fewer complaints and problems you'll have at the end, because there there was one where it's basically like to hit an upright. So there's all these props about hitting an upright. Well, is it an upright or a crossbar? Because if it's crossbar, you need to say crossbar. Those are different things. If you just say upright, it means uprights. And then you're going to have arguments when one bounces off the crossbar. And then a different one like that said a missed field goal, like off the off the crossbar. So like you're going to have people just throwing an unholy fucking fit if it hits a crossbar or an upright and bounces through. Because like, you, are you going to grade that as a miss? That I mean, it's not a miss; it's a make. So, and I think maybe that's kind of on the user to definitely read this shit because it's it's so it's so ambiguous how they lay some of these out. So, just know the rules, have some fun. Let's go Super Bowl. It's going to be it's it's a fun bet. I'll probably end up finding something to do with that. I always put it on. I put together a little prop sheet. I'll share it on Twitter, but it's always on there. People love that. I think Drew used to make one. I'm going to see if he can do that again. I should run a contest at home. Whoever loses, whoever does the worst has to do the dishwasher for a week. Um, <laughs> I'll rig it. They don't know the answers. So, all right, uh, back, back, back to the NBA as I'm watching golf above me here. I love it when it's on early like this. Um, like you said, push her a win on that uh, team total yesterday. You got another team total today. And I, I love this when this uh, graphic is going to come on the screen. I love your little qualifier here. <laughs> explain, maybe do that one first. Explain, explain who's, who's probable or possible to get traded in the next uh, five hours here. Yeah, six games tonight. Hard to kind of parse a lot. The Grizzlies team total is pretty simple. I mean, this Pistons defense is is not very good. Um, the Grizzlies continue to play at a high pace, even when they're blowing teams out. They've been well over 120 all season. I have this at like 123, almost 124. So that one's pretty solid. And then the Houston Rockets. Excuse me for one second. I talked myself out of the sneeze. That's a lot of fun. Um, the Houston Rockets here, a, a really nice spot for them. I like them plus eight, but I don't know what's going to happen today. The Raptors, there's a lot of talks about them maybe acquiring somebody or doing something. You know, I, I kind of like the Rockets more there. Maybe the line will move a little bit, but the Rockets also have a lot of pieces. I don't know if they're going to be interested. They're definitely going to be willing to take offers for guys like Christian Wood, um, you know, kind of important pieces like that. Does Eric Gordon get moved today? So I, I think that, you know, given the amount of possibility, honestly, for both of these teams to kind of shift stuff around, uh, I'm going to take the Rockets. I'm just going to wait. Uh, this number 
probably actually moves towards Toronto. If anything, I'm happy to wait towards the game. Again, if Toronto moves Goran Dragic or someone like that, and it's still like Rockets plus six, plus seven, that's fine. And I'm happy to, you know, I would rather have the two points, but I'm happy to wait. I think that the chances of that happening versus the kind of shift in value is fine. So I'll wait till a little bit before the game starts. I'll put that one in on Betsburts. Um, so follow me, Alex Christensen, no space there. I'll put that one out and uh, hopefully no one gets traded and we'll have the Rockets plus eight to go with our Grizzlies team total over 119 and a half. We're still getting, still getting prop questions. Um, I'm looking for the best price on yellow for get, for a Gatorade. I do think the Rams, <laughs> just the fact that the Rams are favored, the fact that I do believe they're the better team and they win. And somebody said they had yellow in their Gatorade coolers for the NFC title game. So I will have a small bet on yellow. I honestly, I'm not looking to get rich on the Gatorade bet. It's just fun to be right. We'll do a big Propapalooza thing tomorrow for the Super Bowl. So, so keep firing your questions in here. We'll try to keep track of them. DM the Twitter account at Brown Bag Bets, and we'll kind of go through everything there. Anything you want to know and talk about, I have a bunch kind of on my list. I'm sure Andy is going to spend some time uh, this afternoon. You know, especially if, if you have, yeah, especially if you have any golf or college basketball or NBA cross sport props. I've seen a lot of those. Those are fun. There's yeah, some with like Rom, Rom's Sunday round versus one of the running backs uh, rushing yard totals, things like that. Those are, those are kind of fun to break down because they, you know, you can say these numbers are close, but the distribution of those results are quite different where a running back, you know, could go from zero up to Christ, a running back could had 300 yards. Shit like that has happened. Whereas John Rom's score is likely not going to get anywhere near zero. I think maybe uh, 59 is probably the limit. A little longer tail to the over if, if things get real squirrely and he, he gets hurt or something and starts spraying it into the water like people are. Those, those are very fun bets to break down. I think those are a lot of fun. So, yeah, put those in the – tweet us or put them in the DMs at Brown Bank Bets. Uh, college basketball, just one so far. I'm going to work on a little more. I had a little trouble with the spreadsheet. It gave me some shit this morning. I had to fix some things. I need to get and better at all. Website. Yeah, uh, basically. And I'm trying to incorporate a different spreadsheet into it. And, oh, my God, it was a disaster. Things <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure I just broke everything. So, But I put it, put it all back together, and I landed on a Florida Atlantic University Plus floor and floor and a half. I can't say Florida and four at the same time. So Florida Atlantic tonight. Not a lot to say um, other than I don't think Western Kentucky is all that good. That's who they're playing. So I, I don't have a real strong breakdown in this. Western Kentucky won the football game, fifty-two seventeen. If you wanted a stat on that, but uh, that is my <laughs> only look so far tonight in the. Conference USA. So, and Florida, I, I hate doing this when Florida, I think uh, they're like three or four straight wins here. You know, you're buying, it sucks when you're buying on a team that's probably a little higher in the market. I would like to get a bigger number, but I have this game closer to a pick them, and I really think they, they keep this close even on the road here. So let's go Owls. I'm going to call it the Owls. Just that one. I'll put it on Betsperts right now. Yeah, Bellarmine was something. So Alex, I had a I had a two-point favorite yesterday, and they were up by one with a handful of seconds left, and the other team obviously fouled them, and they made both their free throws to go up by three. What do you do when you're up by three and the other team has three seconds? 
you hit whoever has the ball as hard as you can on the hands with two arms downward like that. I've seen and I've seen college Try teams the ball. fail. Nothing goes up. I've, I've seen college teams fail this over and over where they let them get a three off. And God bless them, Bellarmine didn't. They fouled and both free throws were missed. A three-point win. Not only were so both glad I wasn't paying attention to that. Yeah. I think I had Bellarmine minus two. Both, both free throws. Not only that, but they managed to get the rebound on the second free throw and get a three-pointer off too, which was also missed. So really, really – and, yeah, it was a gross second-half collapse. They were up by 20 points at one point. That, so that kind of stunk that uh, somebody – I'd stopped watching the score because I had the deep dive, and somebody in the chat's like, oh, this is a sweat. I'm like, how? They are up by 20 with like 15 minutes to go. So just that one tonight. Um, tennis? We dancing? We got just one, just one. We're down to four matches left. Unfortunately, all of our outrights are, are toast. Elena Rybakina got sick. Uh, Jacqueline Christian got Sasnovich to this morning. Um, weird <laughs> movement on that one. I better at plus 155, floated out to 175, closed around plus 140. So we end up with a little bit of CLB. It doesn't matter. Sasnovich really having a solid season. Um, a pretty convincing win for her. I mean, Christian just had a tough day serving. Seven double faults, only got 55% of her first serves in. And you're not, you, you can't win an indoor match when it's like that. And Sasnovich is tough on return. So, you know, kudos to her for putting that pressure on. But Christian had a bad day. We move onward here. Um, it looks like she's st- Christian is still on the graphic there. Um, but okay, fortunately, she's not there anymore. But we've got one total here in the quarterfinals. Um, Belinda Benchich is going to play Annette Contivated, which should be a pretty fun match. But the spread here, I'm sorry, the total here is being hung at 21 and a half. And um, as I've said before, that's it's kind of a really particularly high number. Now, this has been a great week for overs. You go back and look, tons of seven sixes, tons of seven fives. Um, it's indoors again, generally much better for players' services. But these are two women that are pretty good on return. Contivate has actually struggled a little bit with her serve. Benchich, I think, is going to push her here. I thought about maybe Benchich here as an underdog, but at the end of the day, I look at this, and more often than not, I think we're looking at kind of a six four, six three, seven five, six three kind of scenario here. Um, just really hard for me to get this to 22 games unless it goes three sets. Again, it's going to be a competitive match here. Um, I think that we'll, we'll be able to avoid the three-setter here. Contivate has just been really good. And the last couple of times, she's really kind of taken advantage of Benchich, who has a lot of variety and, and maybe is a little bit of a smarter player. But Contivate's learning how to kind of control her power a little bit and work through it. So under 21 and a half games in the uh, Benchich-Contivate match for us. I'm down. Little tennis. Especially if I can't find more basketball plays, we need something to bet on today. Although I have, I have said I'm going to dedicate a good chunk of this afternoon looking at the prop offerings at the 30 different books I'm going to poke around on. Some of them have nothing, which is fine. It's easy to close the tab on BetDSI pretty quickly, but uh, there's going to be a lot of other tabs open. Uh, and then, real quick, another partner of ours this spring who is not up and running yet. Uh, I do want to talk about him a little bit because we have something you can sign up for early. But uh, Alex, and I'm just going to pose this to you. Why do sportsbooks charge VIG? Because they got to pay the bills. At the end of the day, they got to pay for all those lights and all that stuff. And then, you know, as good as the slot machines are, they want to make sure they make a little bit of money here on this sports betting thing. So you add a couple points of percentage to the probabilities, you'll make out on that. And, you know, life's pretty easy. Life's free. Yeah, they they need 
They need to pay for the risk they're taking. They need to pay for all the traders. They need to pay for the risk managers. They need to pay for everything. Well, that is, if anybody does know about the exchanges, and a lot of you guys I know do get into the low vague markets, if you can find that on some of the offshores and some of the offers you even get from the legal books where they have low juice, like that's the biggest part of the exchange. They are taking zero risk. There will be several exchanges eventually in the U.S., and hopefully we can get national exchanges one day. But uh, yeah, Profit Exchange, who we're partnering with now, is looking to launch very soon in New Jersey and eventually in Indiana. I'm going to have a link up on at Brown Bag Bets on Twitter. If you want to go, you can sign up there. I think it's just like put in your email and they'll put you on a list and then you get the, the best of the deal when they do come live. Even if you're not in New Jersey or Indiana, I think I'd encourage you to sign up for that because I think that it's going to be a little quicker for some of the, the spread of this. The, you know, the, the regulatory stuff is a lot easier now that like 30 states are live and they can just start popping state to state. So uh, they've said there's going to be some better depo deposit matches and better deals for the people that get on the early list. Like I said, I'll put a link up, but yeah, basically they, they aren't taking any risk. You're betting against someone else. You're betting against a peer. So you, you get very, very, very low VIG on an exchange. Um, I, maybe we'll talk about exchanges a little more once it's up and running, I think. But, uh, you know, anyone who likes to bet alt spreads, alt overs, things like that, you don't have to go find it. You just make an offer on it. You want to bet Rams minus 10? You put in Rams minus 10 and, and make an offer on the price. And if somebody matches you, then you're betting it. So there are a lot of nice advantages. And yes, it, it will be nice to augment the sportsbook landscape in the exchange. So Profit Exchange, that is uh, one of our new partners. Like I said, check it out. I will tweet it out here after we get off the show and you can take a look at it. Yeah, it's really fun. It's a great way to sort of cross bet basically is what you're doing. And like you said, Andy, you go out, you make an offer, you know, say for the Super Bowl here, you were hoping for Bengals plus 170. You go out, make an offer for Bengals plus 170. If somebody wants minus 170 on the Rams, which actually is a pretty decent price, they can come in and effectively take your ticket. It's, you know, not only a good way to save juice, but a way to access, frankly, a whole different set of lines. You know, it's, I'm curious to see kind of how that balances things out, how that works, um, you know, but it's a really nice kind of pure platform. The limitation, like you said, will be that it's just going to be state by state for now. Again, we still yeah. can't send money across state lines. That's why you have to have a FanDuel account in six different states or however many there are and things like that. But hopefully someday we get over this whole mob law thing that we created super long ago. And we <laughs> the get wire to send act money is from like the 60s, this. yeah. I mean, right, it's we got Al Capone, little... guys. It's fine. Let's. Uh, yeah, Al Capone, got him. <laughs> and then, yeah, I mean, just the last couple things, too, on that is, you know, anyone who's been limited at a sports book, exchanges are not going to limit you because they don't give a yeah. shit. Like they, you're not, you're not, you know, you're not beating them on bad lines. You're beating other people on bad lines. You know, a sports book, for the most part, is paying you with, with losers' money. You see their, you know, how much money they make. You're not taking money out of their pocket. You're taking money out of the losers' pockets for the most part. But it's still, you know, they still are sketched out by people who win quite a bit on the small liquidity markets. Uh, an exchange is not going to limit you because it's not it's not like you're, you're taking advantage of their bad lines. You're taking advantage of somebody else who wants to match with you. So I think there's that's the nice part about that, too. It's really, really not a thing with uh, the exchange. So, yeah, and like I said, like Alex said there, hopefully the Wire Act is maybe struck down eventually here and we can get a national exchange because uh, – hedging 
you know, as we talk about that too, I say it's hard to find a no price. Almost any exchange you're going to ever look at has lay prices for anything. You want to bet that something doesn't happen, you put it in there. I say, John Rom, no. Like you just offer that market and somebody on the other side is betting John Rom, yes. And uh, that's a great way to hedge out of a, a golf position. If you, you know, somebody asked a question about golf hedging the other day. I said, man, it's so hard. Yeah. Or we talked yeah. with Felica about it the other day. It's so hard with, uh, with you know, like 19 golfers that could possibly shoot uh, 60 tomorrow and, and ruin it for you. But if you lay a golfer, which is just to say to bet against, then you don't have to worry about anything. All you're doing is saying he doesn't win when you already have a outright ticket on him. So, otherwise, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about this more as it goes, especially when it goes live here in about a month. And uh, I encourage you to check out my tweet that I haven't sent yet. <laughs> yeah, it's exciting. I, like you said, it'll be a fun way to kind of generate your own stuff. I mean, if you don't have access to kind of niche things, put something out. Now you have to rely on somebody else being in there to go get it. And But I think as it kind of builds and grows, it'll be a really fun way, again, to access not just whole new markets, but whole new sets of prices. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right. Give it a thumbs up right now before you leave, if you made it this far. And uh, come back tomorrow as we go heavy. Let's do heavy prop tomorrow. I'm excited oh, about yeah. that. Basically, we'll any, the question, other stuff right any question in the live chat that we didn't get to, any question that's on our Twitter, in our DMs, any, any ones we come up with in the next day, we'll talk about tomorrow. Love it.